everyone, welcome to our Thursday midweek update. And let me tell you, there's some really bad stuff going on, but I'm going to give you one that very few people are paying any attention to. And if you're a believer in Christ, this is one you really need to pay attention to. And it's not as if we weren't warned in advance. Listen, the Bible tells us over and over again that in the time before the Lord's return, there'd be a great falling away or apostasy among those who claim to be believers in Jesus. But to see it in action breaks our heart. A great institution founded on the word of God now openly deny that word. Individuals who once preached the word with power, conviction, and no small amount of talent now use their God-given gifts to subvert the gospel. Now, I'm going to throw something else in here. You ready? Uh, think of it. We have chat GPT. We got GPT-4 and 5 and even more aggressive AI that are casting great doubt on the Bible between those things and TikTok and all of the rest of social media, reminiscent of the words of the serpent to Eve. Did God really say that? However, there's something far worse than the things that are coming through social media and technology. Of worse than that are the teachings of teachers such as Andy Stanley, the highly influential pastor of the North Point Community Church in Georgia has said, get this, here's a quote, I'm really on a crusade to help the church specifically step back away from a text-based faith. What do you think that means? Well, we're going to look at that in just a second. But hey, uh, real quick, listen, if you're going to be in the Seattle area uh, coming up next week on uh, April 22, I'll be speaking up there in, uh, in Lake Stevens with Billy Crone and Eric Barger. Looking forward to that. I'm not sure if the event is sold out or not, but you can check it out on the Hope for Our Times website. Just click on events and you'll see it there. And then the following week, I'll be in North Carolina again with Billy Crone and also with Ken Michael from Jam Markell's ministry. Uh, so listen, two great weekends that are coming up. And then many of you are going to Israel with me uh, coming up in May. So we have some exciting things uh, that are coming just around the corner. Oh, by the way, just a couple of other things is we have a prophecy conference, Hope for Our Times, that's coming in San Marcos area of San Diego, July 21 and 22. And then we'll be in the Dallas area uh, coming up in August, August 25 and 26. Uh, we'll have more information as soon as we have all of the details finalized. They'll be on the events. One last thing, check this out. This is exciting. Uh, we have people watching from all over the world. Uh, this is really cool. South Africa, Israel, uh, Puerto Rico, Tokyo, Singapore, just to mention a few. I mean, list just goes on and on. And we are really excited to have you join us. And then uh, we have, uh, oh, one more thing coming up. Uh, we have a conference coming in Australia, it looks like, um, in very early of 2024. I'll keep you updated on that too. Very exciting things God is doing. Of course, all this is contingent upon us being raptured. I much prefer to just be raptured. Hey, we're out of here. But if not, we keep planning until Jesus comes. All right. So Andy Stanley says, hey, we've got to, um, we, we, we need to separate ourselves from the text. So what text is he referring to? And he's not the only one, but he's said it publicly. Others are just doing it. But what text is he referring to? Well, the only thing I can think of is the Bible. Is he saying that he wants to step away from a 
Bible-based faith. Now think of it, he's already said, we've all heard it, we need to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. Uh, and then he says this, hey, we need to separate ourselves from the text. I'm on a crusade to make sure that happens within the church. So what does that mean? To step away from a Bible-based faith? Well, think of it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus spoke about the text of his word. He said, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. He went on to talk about the security of building on the rock of his word and the extreme dangers of not building on his word. It is true that our faith centers on the person of Jesus. But where do we authoritatively hear about that person? In the text of the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, for example, the Bible says, as Paul wrote, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? We hear from the text. Why would anyone belittle it? John chapter 1. The Bible says that Jesus is the Word. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Back in 1888, Charles Spurgeon talked about something he called, get this, the downgrade. And tell me if this doesn't sound like right now. He warned of a supposed Christian enlightenment. I would call it a fake church. He warned of a supposed Christian enlightenment that neglects God's word in favor of an emotion, an event-based gospel. He said, here's a quote, it will have no creed because it can have none. It is continually on the move. It is not what it was yesterday, and it will not be tomorrow what it is today. Think on it. It can have no creed, no fixed set of beliefs, because it does not base its ideas on the unchanging Word of God. Instead, it conforms itself to ever-changing moral fashions of this world system. That is what we see today. Think of it. Everything changes according to culture, according to society, according to what the popular thing is in media, whatever the news spin is on an event. But Romans chapter 12, verse 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think of how many churches conform themselves to this world. Speaking at a conference not long ago, Pastor Stanley showed where neglect of the text leads. He praised church-going homosexuals for their great faith. They have more faith than I do, he said and how much they love God. Later, he acknowledged the Bible's teaching on homosexuality. He said, I know, get this, this is what he said. I'm sure many of you have seen it. I know the clobber passages. In fact, I showed it to you a while back. He says, I know the, he said, I know the clobber passages, all right? Uh, we've got to figure this out. And if you don't, you can say goodbye, get this, to the next generation. So he seems to be saying, that to keep the next generation in church, church leaders must somehow work around the Bible's clear teaching. Last week, I talked about the deception uh, that Satan is using against the world, but believe me, uh, he's also hard at work trying to deceive the church, the very elect. And he's back to the same techniques he used against Eve in the garden, saying, 
has God really said this? Uh, both the Old and New Testaments are unambiguous in their condemnation of uh, homosexual activity. Not long ago, society agreed. But in the last few decades, the world's opinion completely turned around. Just 12 years ago, the U.S. military policy was entirely the opposite of what it is now. And today, the military places a huge emphasis on recruiting people who consider themselves LGBT. Uh, 30 years ago, that amounted to less than 1% of the population. But get this, a recent study of the elite young people at Cambridge, one of the world's most prestigious universities, found that less than half consider themselves uh, to be heterosexual. And a study at Harvard found that nearly three out of 10 freshmen identified as LGBTQ. What society once aboard and now celebrates, but this is what God warned. In fact, God even told us, you guys have seen it many times, Romans chapter one, when the people insist on doing these things, God says, I will turn them over, folks. We've been turned over, uh, turned over to fill those, the, the vileness as God calls it. And you look at that and you go, what people are thinking is, man, I get to do everything I want. It's really a judgment. They don't see it as a judgment, but the day will come when they will see it as a judgment. In fact, people are going to praise Antichrist and worship him, not knowing that he is a judgment upon the world. But being turned over to this, folks, it's a judgment. People say, I'm doing what I want. I have freedom. No, you don't. Listen, so those who think the church is about to lose its relevance in the 21st century say that we must conform the church to society's ideas of right and wrong, or we will lose the next generation. In the beginning, they may, may have only uh, been trying to put the gospel in the best light possible, but when you change something that Jesus called more permanent than heaven and earth, you cross a bright red line. You will suddenly find all kinds of things you want to change or remove. I, I mean, think of it. Once you decide, well, this doesn't belong in the Bible or that doesn't belong in the Bible, you've opened up yourself to be the authority on the Bible more than God. You know more than God knew. And therefore, yeah, Jesus may have said that, but that was Jesus back then, right? You, this is the problem. As soon as you decide whether it be one thing or two things, you've opened up your mind to put yourself in the place of God. Listen, the whole thing becomes a form of trickery, bait and switch. Uh, these teachers couch their message in positive affirmations, sweet banalities, and feel-good platitudes. Just like Paul warned in 2 Timothy chapter 4, in the last days they'll raise up for themselves teachers that will itch their ears, and uh, they're not going to want to teach the truth. In fact, they will depart from the truth and Instead of teaching the truth, they'll give themselves over to just that. Fables, positive affirmations, sweet banalities, feel-good platitudes. Folks, this is the day that we live in. Uh, uh, very evident that we are in the last days. Uh, but if the people would ever open their Bibles, uh, they will truly find an awesome God. When, you know, Going to a church like that, if you actually open it up and read it, and take it at face value for what it says. Wow, they'll find an awesome God. Not awesome in the weak modern sense of the word, but awesome in its actual and powerful biblical sense. Uh, the person who bothers to read the Bible, the text, 
not separates themselves from the text or steps away from the text. But the person who bothers to read the Bible, the text, finds that the God who is love will one day judge the world and judge it fiercely. They will find that the Lord's death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead were not fairy tale add-ons, but an absolute necessity for our salvation in him. Think of this. 1 Timothy chapter 4 warns, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, all right, so we already have the context, the latter times, so we can tell this is right now, that some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. 2 Timothy chapter 3 informs us that in the last days, the people will have a form of godliness. In other words, go to church, right? A form of godliness, but deny its power. And then it says this, from such people turn away. And again, when is this? Well, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 tells us, in the last days, verse 5 tells us this, a form of godliness, but they'll deny its power, they'll deny the truth, separate from the text, from such people turn away. Uh, listen, this is a warning. I'm not making these things up. This is what the Bible actually says. Be wise. Stay in the word. It's his word to us. This is how we communicate, excuse me, this is how he communicates to us. Anything that contradicts this evil, it is of the devil. And remember that Jesus said this, when you see these things, including the great deception in the church, he said, when you see these things begin to take place, Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Listen, God bless you guys. Look forward to seeing you this Sunday evening uh, in our, our Sunday evening life. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.